We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Thursday night football sucks. Hi, my name is Carlos Ortiz. Alongside Diesel, we are the Phantom State, and this is Offsides. Mark is out today, so I will be... Filling in for him. Got you guys for the next programming note. Three hours, not four. Furman basketball is up at six after us. So you'll have Furman to enjoy for your Friday night hoops action. But Diesel, got to get right into it because breaking news in the out of the NFL. And this is stemming from last night's game with the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, If you're looking for deep root analysis about that game, I'm probably not the guy to listen to because I watched it for like an iota and – Thursday night football is just absolute trash. But the breaking news is Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, is out for the year. And this is just stemming from a larger issue that I have with the Thursday night football product, Diesel. That Tell your uh, dog we as, said hello. Yeah, my dog is saying hi as soon as <laughs> we get on. Like he, he, He's excited that I'm about to go in on this because uh, he's not a Thursday night football fan either. And... The question I have for everybody here before you know we dig into this is at 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663, or the carpro.com text line, 71307, keyword fan, followed by your message. Are you a fan of Thursday Night Football? Do you really enjoy it? Because I'm over it. But Joe Burrow is going to be out for a season. He's likely going to need surgery. And there's a lot of things that are coming out of this game uh, that are going to be problematic for not only the Bengals in terms of the, you know, their, the rest of their season, which they might be cooked, uh, which is crazy because the AFC is wide open, but they are going to be in some hot water over uh, injury report issues, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, here is the report that, as I'm reading right now, uh, Joe Burrow will not play again this season after suffering a torn ligament in his right wrist. Zach Taylor, uh, head coach for the Bengals, announced earlier uh, today. Uh, this was a 34-20 to loss against the Ravens last night, as well as the NFL investigating the team's reporting of the uh, quarterback injury status in the lead-up to that game. Uh, because, Diesel, I don't know if you're a Cincinnati Bengals Twitter follower. Like, I don't know if you're an avid consumer of their social media. I am not, considering my fandom. But uh, the Bengals' social media had posted a picture of uh, Joe Burrow. You know, they were doing their little pregame hype stuff like getting ready for the game yada yada and you see on his right wrist there's like a soft cast you know that that's covering it but borrow and i look at their injury reports daily because i'm you know me being the fantasy football heathen that i am i'm constantly looking to see who's hurt who's limited who's not practicing because all i can think about is putting together my lineup borrow was nowhere to be found on this report so why the soft cast so the NFL is going to be looking into that, and we'll dig into it a little bit uh, deeper. But, Diesel, the Thursday night football product is just not good. And if you look at the matchups that we have, even the ones that are supposed to be good on paper, these games are snorefest. The NFL has got to get rid of this. The NFL 
I completely understand that this is totally about saturation and and and, dom- and world domination. That's the NFL's goal here. Roger Goodell, Goodell wants to be the czar. He wants to rule us with an iron fist, and we're just trending toward football every day. We already have Thursday night football. We have high school football on Fridays, and I, I know obviously where I live in New York, high school football is not really a big thing, but high school football is basically a million-dollar organization in, like, Texas and Alabama and Georgia. I'm sure South Carolina is the same way. So high school football is big on Fridays. These are, We have college on Saturdays. We have the pros on Sundays. We have Monday night football. And then because of the pandemic, we had football on Tuesday. Did we have football on a Wednesday because of that? I don't remember. You know, it's been about three years, but too much of a good thing, Diesel, is a bad thing. And last night was just emblematic of this problem because while on paper the Bengals and Ravens are a good matchup, dude, this was hard to watch. Joe Burrow got hurt early, and he wasn't the only one to get hurt in this game. Mark Andrews, tight end, also done for the year. Uh, He's got this like extreme high sprained ankle, so he's likely going to be cooked. Uh, Diesel, you got to put these guys three days after they play a Sunday night game. It doesn't work. It just seems like injuries are put under a microscope here. Last year we had the issue with two and the concussions. So I don't know what the solution is, but we got to get rid of Thursday night football. This is not a good look for the NFL. No, it's it's not. I mean, it's buried on a streaming platform that they're trying to get subscribers and membership for. So they're automatically making it harder for their diehard fans to go and find it. We know that their attempt is now to garner a third night of the week where they have control of the main sports event that's on that night. Um, and and they're really doing it uh, to the detriment of the players who have to do these quick turnarounds, whether it's a quick turnaround on, uh, uh, you know, they just played Sunday to Thursday or they're they're putting it around long road trips or whatever it is. It's it's a it's not good football because they're typically not putting the better matchups in the league on yeah, Thursday we had Bears night anyway. A couple weeks ago, yeah, we had Bears fest. Bears Panthers was awful football. It was Ugh. unwatchable football, and it, you know at some point you got to realize you don't feature the worst games. You need to feature some better games, or better yet, don't put them on Thursday nights at all. Just be happy that you got Sunday and Monday. Yeah, listen. Thursday night football, as far as I can go back, the running gag, it's always going to be the Jaguars or the Titans versus somebody because nobody was watching those teams. The product is bad, and it shows in the broadcast. Al Michaels, who has seen everything, called everything, he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to call these games, Diesel. But they drove a dump truck full of money to his house, parked it, and just left it on the lawn. So, listen, if you're getting slapped in the face with like $80 million, yeah, I'm going to call some product, but you have one of the legendary broadcasters in our industry almost on a weekly basis just kill what he's watching on the field. And then speaking of that, Diesel, this is a kind of a tertiary uh, a story that comes out of this. Uh, Carissa Thompson, who is who was Rattler, she was a sideline reporter. Now she does the pregame, halftime, and postgame for uh, Amazon along with like a cast of thousands. There's like, it always it seemed to be a hundred people on these shows now. Uh, again, less is more. I don't need to see Ryan Fitzpatrick, Anthony Gonzalez, and Richard Sherman, 
and yada yada yada. It's like oh, like a hundred people on the dais, but Tom, the Thompson's not uh, doing herself any favors. Diesel, I don't know if you saw this story. I think we talked about it off air a little bit, but essentially she was on a podcast with uh, Barstool's Big Cat, and part of being a sideline reporter. I'm sure everybody knows you, you see this throughout the broadcast is you get these little quick 20 second hits. It should be, you know, Hey, let's go down to Tracy Wolfson, you know, for CBS. Let, let's go to Tracy for, uh, the Ravens, you know, report. And she'll do 20 seconds about, Hey, I talked to the coach or I talked to this player and they send it right back to the booth. Most of those reports, nobody cares about. I certainly don't care. However, Sideline reporters, their important job is essentially to be insurance, insurance for the networks. If somebody gets hurt, that's like where a sideline reporter really comes into play here. They need to go, you know, find out what's going on with the injury. Is this player coming back in? Is this something that's going to be serious? Are we ruling them out? Like sideline reporters, while sometimes we kind of dismiss it like, all right, this is a this is a nothing burger report. But they have an important role here. Carissa Thompson on Barstool, she admitted that if she could not get times with the coach of Diesel, she would flat out make the reports up and kind of laughed it off, whereas, listen, no coach is going to, and I'm paraphrasing here what she said. Uh, she says no coach is basically essentially going to dispute, hey, we needed to play harder, we needed to have ball control. You know, the generic football cliches that anybody can spew. Like, I can spew that if I was a, if I was a coach for the first time. It's like, uh, yeah, we got to score more points. You know, so crap like that. It's one thing if I say it. It's one thing if a fan says it. or and We're just, you know, kind of making fun of coach. Or even if the coach says it. You cannot, under any circumstances, if you were a journalist, openly admit to essentially lying on national television about doing your job. Not only is she getting heat for it, she essentially got promoted. She's all over Amazon's programming when it comes to Thursday Night Football. Diesel, how much of a bad look is this for the NFL? Well, yeah, it's really bad. You can't just have sideline reporters making things up, using partial truths to to come up with reports. I mean, you know, look, we all know there are coaches who don't want to deal with the media, who don't want to talk to the media, who don't want to stop in a heated situation as they're headed back to the locker room to stop and talk to the sideline reporter. So they either ignore them, they do what uh, uh, what Mike McDaniel did and just take off sprinting. He just, just runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Which, then, by the then, way, what a, what a genius he is. Like, they keep talking about his offensive genius and how fast the Dolphins play. The, one of the smartest things that he does is – he sees about those clocks about to hit triple zero. Yo, I'm about to do a 40-yard dash to the locker room. Yeah, and then, I mean, what do you do if, if, the, if the broadcast allots 30 seconds, 90 seconds, whatever it might be, for that interview or for the sideline reporter to relay the conversation that they had and you don't have it, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, you know, you can't just say, well, I tried to talk to Bill Belichick, but all he gave me was meh. You, you know, you and then job. you're going to stand there and blink at the camera. And if you're Carissa Thompson, look pretty for the next, you know, uh, 90 seconds. So that's, so that's another wrinkle to this. It essentially exposes almost how useless outside of injury reports are, how useless this job really is. 
because there are women and there are hardworking women. There's a lot of them that there are sideline reporters. You know, there's a couple of guys, you know, like Tom Rinaldi comes out to, uh, yeah. uh, to my head. But there's a lot of women that are basically, you know, st- you know, shoot Shuck. aside by guys because they're, you know, m- most men that don't consider how hard that they work. They're just like, oh, you're eye candy. You know, you're something to look at for a couple seconds to That's break up the true. monotony of football. I mean, so it, it's it underlines all of them. So uh, Carissa, listen, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into the whole journalistic integrity of things because she's a journalist. I'm not a journalist, but I know you shouldn't lie over, na- you know, to national audiences. If you don't have the coach comments, get a player, get some, somebody's going to talk to you. Because of that quote-unquote eye candy factor. If I'm a player and I have, you know, a pretty blonde on a sideline and she's looking for a quote, I'll give her a couple seconds. Why not? Someone will talk to you. Yes, there are total time constraints, and there's a lot of things that go into into that job. It is a lot of hard work, and it's very little return on investment. I get it, but that's your job. It's a bad look for her. It's a bad look for everybody that does sideline reporting. And it's just, again, it just... It puts the NFL in a tough spot because the product overall is just not good. You got sideline reporters lying. You got announcers bashing it. The games stink. Just get rid of it. Uh, Texter chimes in here. And if you want to jump into conversation again, anytime, uh, the carpro.com text line 71307, keyword fan, followed by your message. Texter writes in here. Uh, you should only play a Thursday game after a bye week. I, I, You know what? I don't know how that would work with scheduling wise because maybe Diesel as we inevitably get that 18th week and you have the two buys, you, I would think maybe throw a buy in before the Thursday night game and then after, because you're going to get that three day window somewhere three days after playing a game going into a Thursday, bad news. But I think it would be even worse. Like coming from a Thursday night game to play Sunday or Monday night football or something. I yeah. think you gotta have a buyer before. Well, nobody. That's the only way that this is gonna be able to work. Yeah, there has to be. There has to be a buy if they're gonna continue playing Thursday night games, and you and I both know that they are. Uh, us having a we're conversation. Getting, we're getting Friday games next week. Us having a conversation about this on the radio in Greenville, South Carolina, is not gonna get Roger Goodell to change his mind. Okay, uh, so Thursday night games, you should be required to have a have a bye week before that. That gives you what seven. Eight, nine, ten. It gives you eleven days between games if you have a buy before, and then it would give you, um, it would give you ten days after. So if you yeah. did, if you played the following Sunday, you're not going to play three days later. You're going to play ten days. You'll play ten days, right? Right. So there needs to be a buy before every Thursday game. You don't need one afterwards, um, but it, it needs to happen. That needs to be the rule, especially. Especially if we're talking, you know, long distance travel games, it just it yeah, needs east to happen. To west, vice versa, or the European eventual division that we're going to get. Got to give everybody time to rest up and and not, you know, when they always say um, we had to do this on a shortened week and we had to we had to move up our entire timeline for everything. You shouldn't have to be doing that because you just played a game four days ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah, one thousand percent. And I will. I would challenge everybody here in the upstate because you kind of put an idea into my head, dear Diesel, uh, that us here at the upstate is not going to get to Goodell. I do have league contacts. So I'm going to put this out for everybody. If you want to call in, 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663, or the carpro.com text line, 71307, keyword fan, followed by your message. I'm going to challenge everybody here. 
You can hit me up on Twitter, Carlos with a K, C-A-R-L-O-S with a K. I would rather blank than watch Thursday night football. I already know what I would rather do than watch Thursday night football. I'll tell you what it is on the other side, and let's see if we can get some get some of your interactions over here. We'll compile a list together. Diesel and I, will. we won't read these live. We'll, we'll put them all together, and in the 5 o'clock hour, I will share our official what we would rather do list. And I'll put that into an email, and I'll send it to the league at the end of the show. So I'll read those in the 5 o'clock hour. So, again, get in your suggestions through Twitter or on our text line, 71307, keyword fan. I would rather blank than watch Thursday night football. Let's pay some bills on the other side here. We'll read your suggestions. We'll also get into this Michigan story. It just it it's this is the story that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Hear what else happened in Michigan when we get back. It's Diesel. It's Carlos McKay. You're listening to Offsides on the Phantom. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I conveniently forget the rules. A lot of schools seem to be doing that lately. Michigan being the big one, Diesel. It seems like it, we're just going to keep talking about it until it goes away. But now maybe it finally will. Because uh, the three-game suspension that Harbaugh was handed by the Big Ten uh, that got into effect last week, you know, there was the lawsuits that are never believe going to drag this thing on. And, uh, you know, Michigan President Santono was saying, hey, you know, we're being basically persecuted here. This is like the the Michigan witch trials because of all this cheating. You, I remember you were so passionate about this that, you know, this is cheating. Um, I mean, it's not a big deal. But I'm not going to open up those can of worms again. But Harbaugh finally said, you know what, I'm just going to hold the L. He's not going to appeal the suspension. They're dropping the lawsuit. And we're just going to basically move on here, Diesel. Uh, this is Jim Harbaugh telling you, you know what, hey, Nothing to see here. You know what? We can beat the rest of the teams on our schedule. No problem. Uh, we can beat Ohio State without me. Because he's doing all the work during the week anyway. It's obviously going to be uh, sad for him because Michigan, if they uh, assuming they beat Maryland this weekend, Diesel, uh, that'll be their thousandth win in program history. So that is pretty impressive. Uh, imagine they just lose out the regular season so Harbaugh can coach on the sideline for the thousand wins. How funny would that be? It's not going to happen, but wouldn't that be funny? If you're talking, I don't hear you, but it's all good. No, I just thought that was a rhetorical question. No, I was I was legitimately asking you. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'll, sw- I'll switch How- gears here. I'm like, nobody cares. Fine. I'll- no, I just yeah. Sorry, I thought that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> But now, yeah, this is the again. This, it's the story that doesn't go away. So Harbaugh's going to accept the suspension. So uh, that means there, he's not going to be on the sideline against Maryland. I, I don't think we're going to have much of an issue there. 
Uh, oh, no, you don't need Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. You just get a, a blubbering, uh, you know, uh, assistant coach. Sharon Moore, who, yeah. Uh, yeah, who uh, who, t- who uh, praises the Lord and thanks his Savior for, for winning and then drops a couple of F-bombs and S-bombs. In the same sentence. In the same, In the same sentence, sentence. And then he doesn't <laughs> apologize for it. Like, come on, dude. Like, there's a weird cult of Harbaugh going on at Michigan, and I don't get it, but, like, I, I guess it's um, it's not entirely different from the, the what what Gamecock fans call the cult of Dabo here at Clemson, the difference is is Dabo is is much more of a positive personality, and, and Jim won. Harbaugh is a gruff, uh, ornery, ornery personality. Talk. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so it's funny. These I'll bring this question to you, and I'll bring it to everybody here uh, at Fan Up State. If you wanna, if you wanna chime in with suggestions on this, also, it's fun. Uh, 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663, or the carpro.com text line, 71307, keyword fan, followed by your message. But uh, I was working on our CBS Sports Radio national programming, uh, Maggie and Pearl off the new morning show up there, Diesel. And um, one of the things that we were talking about was just the inevitable Jim Harbaugh movie is going to come out. You know, that we're going to get that biopic that no one asked for. Uh, a la the uh, Sean Payton movie uh, that was portrayed by Kevin James, which is a weird casting choice because I don't really look at Kevin James as, you know, that energetic charisma football coach that took the Saints to the Super Bowl. Kevin James is just Doug from King of Queens. Uh, Very odd pairing here. So it it, it led us to a bigger conversation. Diesel, if Hollywood decides to make the, the... the Harbaugh movie here, the Jim Harbaugh movie. Who's the guy that's going to play Jim Harbaugh? Ooh, um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal would play a great. It's so Harbaugh funny because I'm thinking of Jake Gyllenhaal from uh, what was the movie called Nightcrawler, where he was driving around uh, Los Angeles filming car crashes and and checking out all the all the yeah. terrible things, getting the bad footage for local news. I yeah, think, he was like the tabloid guy. Yeah, right? I think Gyllenhaal would be good at that. Yeah. Um, one of the guys that came to my head, uh, John Hamm, the guy that played Don Draper from Mad Men. Yeah. I think physically he has to look down. Um, and, you know, he was kind of like that guy that, you know, you didn't really like. You you weren't re- really a fan of in Top Gun 2. You know, he was like the, uh, the admiral over uh, Tom Cruise's character, Maverick. And I, I think he can pull that off. But, yeah, I'm just curious if anybody has any better suggestions because we never really were able to nail down that role. Um, but I'm curious there. But let, let's get back to this whole, you know, uh, Michigan thing here. Last time we had you on, uh, did we talk about the uh, the, the uh, Easter egg that the woman that Maverick is dating throughout the majority of Top Gun 2 was referenced in Top Gun 1? No. When they're questioning why Maverick got in trouble for something and he said he was uh he was out partying with the Admiral's daughter. And they say Admiral Benjamin. Is that the Admiral's daughter? Admiral Benjamin? That was Penny Benjamin. That was the Admiral's daughter. Wow, I yeah. didn't get that. Little, that that is a nugget. cool tie-in, but that's like that's like if you're you had to really be paying attention or you had to be like a super fan to to catch that. Because I saw Top Gun 2 twice. By the way, great movie. Yeah, uh, Hollywood re- rarely does sequels or reboots well. That was one of them that was really enjoyable. Um, I hope critics didn't kill it because critics, unless it's like something uber serious, they're not going to give it a word of consideration. Like, you know, it has to be the most dramatic role. Uh, but 
I hope that Top Gun got its uh, got its flowers because it was a good movie. Oh, Texture writes in here, Jim Caviezel would be good as Jim Harbaugh in a movie. That's a, that's a good pull. No one's had Jim Caviezel uh, on on Maggie and Perloff, and I wouldn't have even thought of him because he's didn't he literally play Jesus? Wasn't he? Yeah, was it he Passions was in the, of the Passion Christ? of the Christ. Yeah. If you can play Jesus, you can play Jim Harbaugh. That's fun. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, Top Gun being a good movie. Hollywood doesn't do reboots well, so I thoroughly enjoy that. So I, I could I could sign up for Jim Caviezel, John Hamm. Those are those are good uh those are good uh Jim Harbaugh's. Because you know what it is? You get yeah, you get football coach Harbaugh, but he's also an odd dude. He's just like there's like it's not that he's a there's a screw loose, he's just an odd duck. I think Joaquin Phoenix would play a good Harbaugh. I mean, he plays anything good. I mean, yeah. He he could he could play a he could be a loaf of bread you put him a loaf of, i'm gonna be a loaf of bread for two hours and he'll win an oscar he's just that good in everything uh, are you interested in the napoleon movie that's gonna come out that he's uh he's gonna be the uh, emperor uh yeah i am i love uh period pieces we got away from doing period pieces uh but growing up man like i i loved braveheart i loved gladiator even though you know the history there is real fast and loose with the actual facts i didn't care about that I just I just knew it to be a great movie. I didn't watch it as a history lesson. Like I understood when I was watching it, this is based on events. Some things are compressed, some things are moved around, some things are exaggerated. We don't have exact quotes on a lot of things that anybody that any of these people ever said. So you can't say that it's a documentary because it's not. It's a Mel Gibson movie oh, yeah. after all. Uh, but I thought that was good. You know, Mel Gibson was like king of the period piece for a while. He did Braveheart. He did uh, the Patriot. The Patriot. Great, great period pieces. You know, it's funny you mentioned Mel Gibson, and we're just going down this rabbit hole, really, really big rabbit hole here. But I, I have to say that my favorite Mel Gibson movie, and he's been in some good movies. I don't think he was ever as good in one movie as this one compared to any, is signs the M night Shyamalan movie. Uh, yeah, he had a really good role. He was like the priest that, uh, uh the preacher that lost faith because his wife died uh, in a car accident. Uh, and if you're crying about spoilers, that movie's been out for over 20 years, get over it. Uh, science is a very good movie. And it's also one of the few alien movies that was done. That is not exaggerated or over the top where it's, it's very good. Because it's believable. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Diesel Science? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, the, just how everything tied together with the daughter not drinking the glasses of water, um, the son's asthma, uh, the brother Merrill, uh, he being a minor league swing baseball away. player. Yeah, swing away. That that movie was just incredibly well done. Big fan of Science. I, I, that had to be my, I, my top Mel Gibson movie. And not because it was Mel Gibson's best work, but just because... Overall, the writing, the cast, uh, the story, everything behind it was just excellent for me. Uh, Texter writes in the late John Belushi would have been a great hardball actor. That's Trey from Kentucky. Uh, I, John Belushi, yeah, I think a little bit. He'd been a little too comedic, though. Yeah, I reject the idea of hiring his brother Jim Belushi, though. Let's not do that. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, according uh, to Jim, was not a good show. Can no. we move on from the Belushi yeah. brothers? I'm good. I'm good. With, I'm good on Belushi. Uh, speaking of Jim's, another uh, extra reason, uh Jim Carrey is Harbaugh. Uh, that one was also tossed out out there. But you know, other than that movie Twenty Three, 
did Jim Carrey really do anything that was serious? Like, uh, there's Truman Show. 23 was like a kind of like horror, psychological thriller kind of thing. I didn't see it. I just know it existed. But everything else he's done is pretty much comedy, right? Am I missing something? Oh, um, was it? It's funny because my, my memory is failing me, and that's what the movie's about. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotlight, uh, Spotless Mind. That was another one he was pretty serious in. But the, I don't know if I could take him seriously as Harbaugh, which is funny because I'm looking for someone who's trying to be an odd duck to be Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Texer writes in going into our Thursday night football problem here. Uh, quit coddling college football and move Thursday night football to Saturday. That's my fix, and that's courtesy of KC Chiefs Chad. Nah, man. Uh, no. No, I don't you think you're going to find anyone else not, who agrees with that. You're not going to put take NFL of the football. Day, KC Chiefs chat. No way you're putting NFL football on a Saturday. Uh, now, truly awful. That truly awful has idea. been done, and it will be done in a postseason. I can get putting behind putting a, a game or two, you know, uh, because college football regular season has winded down. Uh, the network's going to be flexing games, and your TVs is just looking to put something on. So. Yeah, Saturday games, you know, in postseason, I'm okay with. But no, 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 that's college football for Saturday. I'm not. I don't want to put the NFL there. I just I want one less day. The reason we love football so much is because of its scarcity. If you start putting it four or five days a week, and you're already going to expand the season. Yeah, that's how uh, you're. The NFL is going to wind up cannibalizing itself. Look, I love college football because college football is predictable. It's on Saturday every day of the week. And I'm talking about the vast majority of college football. I understand that that the, the Conference USA or Mac or whoever will sign deals on Tuesday and Wednesday nights just to get on television. But the majority of college I know to watch college football on Saturday. And I've tried yeah. really hard to get into NHL. I've tried really hard to get into NBA. Now, some of this stuff is buried behind paywalls and different sites that you got to sure. buy to get into, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, that is the fault of these leagues for not understanding. If you're trying to get new viewers, if you hide it behind a paywall, you're automatically going to lose most of the people who want to try to get into your sport. But uh, it's so hard for me to get into NHL when they're playing three nights a week, but it's not the same three nights every week. If if hockey was Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, boom, I can I can start building that in my that's, head. That's interesting. I can know when it's coming on, but it's it's scattered. It's all over the place, and it makes it harder for me, the the secondary fan, the not diehard fan, to try to get into it because I need the rhythm of every single Saturday. That's a pretty interesting idea because I never thought about that. Like, what could help? Because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. What could get the upstate or just what can get fans in general into hockey? Because I started getting into hockey. But you're right. I never seem to know when a game is on. You know, I, I'll turn on the TV and I'll flip through the channel. And, then, you know, if I happen to, you know, click over to the MSG network and the Rangers are playing, I'm like, okay, cool. And, and then I'll watch it and, and I'll get into the game. But, you know, I have to actively look for it. I never know when they're playing. So I wonder if having static nights in sports to kind of force that ritual uh, is what's going to help boost up hockey. And, and maybe that's why hockey, uh, that's why, that's why, that's why football is uh, a popular sport as well. Because you know, for the majority of the, the, the time, you know that you're going to get football on Sunday. People plan their entire week around Sundays. Whether it's going into the games with the five-hour tailgates, 
You, you bring the generators, the TVs, the grills, you, you know, fry some steaks, some, some red hots and whatnot. You know, ritual is important. It also, you know, can turn into routine and get a little bit mundane, but I think ritual is important in sports. So that's an interesting proposition. Would foot, would, would hockey work three nights a week that it did not change? So what did you say? Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It could be Tuesday, Tuesday, not, Thursday, Sunday. Because you know what? You don't want to conflict with NFL right. either. So if you avoid Sunday completely, which most leagues tend to do, that's already a win right there. I, I, that's pretty interesting. I can get behind it. Uh, Texer writes in, and I want to make sure we catch all of your texts here. And again, uh, if you want to chime in with uh, who could play Jim Harbaugh in a movie, it seems like a lot of people have suggestions about that. Also, I'm going to compile a list at the end of the show. I would rather be doing blank than watch Thursday Night Football. I'll share mine with you in a second here. Uh, but the carpro.com text line, 71307, keyword fan, followed by your message, is how you can get in touch with the show. Of course, you want to pick up the phone, you want to get to us. You talk to Diesel, Diesel will talk to me. I talk to you, you talk to everybody. That's how it works. 844 fan phone, 844-326-3663. That's the number to get to us. Uh, but as we were starting the show, my dog decided to play with the squeaky toy. Literally, as we were coming in. Now he's, you know, you know, just licking his paw, so he's being a good dog. But he wanted my attention. So a texter writes in, give the dog some Duke's mayo. That'll shut him up. I added that that'll shut him up. But uh You know what? Not a bad idea. By the way. Uh, Duke's Mayo update. I still have one jar completely unopened. I think I'm going to use the remainder of my Duke's Mayo this Thursday. I'm going to convince my wife to make potato salad. So we'll be using some Duke's Mayo and potato salad. So I will update you guys the week after because I will be back shortly with you. I think about less than two weeks. Uh, we'll be here on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So looking forward to that. Uh, but if you have any Thanksgiving recipes for me to involve mayonnaise, let me know. Do I want to put mayonnaise on everything? No, but I also got two jars. I got to get rid of this stuff. Uh, Texter writes in, Carlos, there is college football Tuesday through Friday as well. Yeah, but those are the games that mostly, you know, unless you go to those schools or you're a degenerate gambler, most people don't care. Uh, Texter writes in, the gambling aspect is the reason for the injury reports. How many people would have bet on the Bengals last night if Burrow was known to be hurt? Uh, it's very true. Like I mentioned this as we opened up the show, Carissa Thompson, who is now with Amazon's uh, NFL programming, uh, she admitted on a Barstool podcast that she would make up sideline reports because she couldn't get you know quotes, quotes from coaches or anything like that. Journalistic integrity aside, you, you just can't do it. You're lying to millions of people on live TV. You cannot do it. It's a terrible look for many reasons. Uh, but a sideline reporting, half of their job is completely nobody cares about because – you, you don't get any real tidbits of information from these coaches. It's not like they're going to break down the game plan with you in 20 seconds. But the other aspect of it is exactly what the texture wrote in. The injuries. Somebody gets hurt. We want to know right away how serious it is if that person is ruled out for the remainder of the game. Uh, if they could be ruled out for the rest of the season, like what happened with Joe Burrow. Burrow's going to be out for the year. Mark Andrews is out for the year. Lamar uh, Jackson. He's dealing with an ankle injury now. So there is extremely important aspects of sideline reporting. So Carissa Thompson, definitely not. Carlos, this is really interesting. I just saw this on my Instagram reels. It's a statement from Carissa Thompson posted five hours ago. Um, if you if you would like to re hear it, I would like to read it. Well, by all means, please. Okay. She says, quote, okay, I'd like to address the elephant in the room. I have a responsibility to myself and my employers to clarify what is being reported. 
went on a podcast this week. I said I would make up reports early in my career when I worked as a sideline reporter before I transitioned to my current host role. Working in media, I understand how important words are, and I chose the wrong words to describe the situation. I'm sorry. I have never lied about anything or been unethical during my time as a sports broadcaster. In the absence of a coach providing any information that could further my report, I would use information that I learned and saw during the first half to create my report. For example, if a team was 0 for 7 on third down, that would clearly be an area they need to improve on in the second half. If these instances, I, uh, in these instances, I never attributed anything I said to a player or coach. I have nothing but respect for sideline reporters and for the tireless work they put in behind the scenes and on the field. I am only appreciative and humbled to work alongside some of the best in the business and call them some of my best friends, end quote. Hamstrings are strong, man. A lot of backpedaling after that one. Yep. I'm, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. She said she never lied. Oh, I, I saw the, I, I used things that I observed to quote coaches on things that they would want to work on. So while saying that you didn't do it, you did it. It's, yeah, it's a <laughs> it safe assumption what she's saying. It's safe to assume that a coach would tell you uh, if you're 0 for 7 on third down, we really need to work on third downs. But you can't you, – you don't get – you don't get to say, well, after the fact, it turns out they were really bad at this. So, yeah, that's something he would have said. Picks or it didn't happen. You know that's you know what that means? Like, you know, when someone's telling you, hey, I just saw – matter of fact, I just saw the Bella Twins because I, I also work for uh, a different network, and uh, the Bella Twins were there. I didn't take a picture of them because I get fired. Um, but, you know, I told a couple of buddies of mine in the group chat, I'm like, hey, I just saw the Bella Twins at, at my job. One guy immediately goes, picks or it didn't happen. Well – I guess it didn't happen. So my advice for anybody who's doing sideline reporting or wants to get into journalism, quotes, or it was never said. If no one said it, it doesn't exist. So I understand making assumptions. I understand, you know, time crunches and all that. But Diesel, what's the expression? You know what happens when you assume? You make an ass of you and me. And I don't like that. I don't like that. It's, and it, it's, it's. I'm not going to go as far as saying it's unethical, but you are lying to everybody. <laughs> You're flat out lying to national TV. It's not. It, it's a terrible, terrible look. Uh, Texer writes in. Uh, oh, this is Hurricane Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Uh, says his selection for the upset pick contest is BYU over Oklahoma plus 24. He's swinging for those fences. That's a lot of points to try to make up. Uh, so I don't yeah, know how bad Jeff Mark's is doing got a the stipulation stuff. on these upset picks contests that you can't. Uh, you can't really legislate he says you have to pick something a game that you believe will actually be an upset no you don't you pick an upset you pick an upset just pick yeah listen one. if you if, if you're trying to make a point no, there's strategy if you're down on points and you're like yeah. you know what you know what that oklahoma byu spread 24 man i can make up a lot of ground if, if byu goes ahead and hits that so how start shooting for hail marys because if i'm already losing why not so you know, make Mark Ryan kick rocks. Let's take a break here. Let's pay some bills. Uh, we'll get in some more of your suggestions here. Again, you want to get in contact with the show, feel free to do so, 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663, or the carbro.com text line, 71307-KEYWORD-FAN, followed by your message. When we get back, why is Diesel such a stickler for the rules? We'll discuss when we get back. It's Diesel. It's Carlos with a K filling in for Mark Ryan. You're listening to Offsides. It's the Fan of State. Search the Fan of State or I'm coming to your house. And I won't be happy about it because you guys live far. 
I'm Carlos Ortiz. I'm Carlos with K filling in for Mark Ryan alongside Diesel. We are offsides on a phantom state. You Did you do what I asked you to do, Carlos? Go down to the bodega, get yourself a nice, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich of your of your exact liking, and then put some yeah, mayonnaise on it to make it better? Yeah, because I didn't have a spiel coming into this diesel. Thanks. Uh, no, I did not go down <laughs> to the bodega and get a bacon, egg, and cheese yet. Um, I act, To be honest, I completely forgot you suggested that, but I hope nobody forgets to download that Odyssey app, search the Fan Upstate, and boom, we got wall-to-wall content. Rob Brown, 6 to 10, Monday through Friday. Mark Ryan, when he feels like showing up, 3 to 7. And then I will uh, sit in there so often for either one of those guys when neither of them feel like showing up which is great because the holidays are coming. So you know Rob and Mark are not going to work, which means I have to work. But I love talking to all of you, so 844-FAN-PHONE, 844-326-3663 is the line to get in touch with us. You can also follow me on Twitter. I talk to you on Twitter all the time. Actually, JD tweeted me a couple days ago. I got to make sure I answered that. Uh, but Carlos with a K, C-A-R-L-O-S with a K is my Twitter, and we will compile together what you would rather be doing then watch Thursday Night Football. Uh, I uh, tweeted it out, but for those of you who do not have Twitter or didn't have a chance to see it yet, uh, just for everybody to know, Thursday Night Football, the product has been terrible. Uh, no matter e- what game they put on, even when it's supposed to be on paper a good game, like Cincinnati and Baltimore last night, which wound up being a snooze fest because everybody got hurt. And Cincinnati is just not that good anymore. And the window for the playoffs, that that's done. It's it's over. Joe Burrow's out for the year. Uh, but it's not a good product. So if the NFL really values, you know, its audience, scrap Thursday Night Football. I, I will take a 930 game every week, whether it's Europe or, you know, East Coast, whatever the case may be. I'd rather have all day Sunday football than have a Thursday night game. It, it, Thursday night game stinks. So I'd rather... For everybody listening, I would rather play Call of Duty with Kyler Murray for four hours than watch Thursday Night Football. These, I think Kyler Murray would prefer to play Call of Duty than watch Thursday Night Football. <laughs> so that's my I'd rather than. So if you have a suggestion, if you have something that you'd rather be doing, I see someone texted in already. I won't be reading these now. I'm going to compile a list, and we'll pull them all out in the last hour of the show, which, again, programming note, uh, we are off at 6 to make way for Furman Basketball. So you have about two hours and change to get your suggestions through, whether or not it's on Twitter or if it's on our text line. Uh, Texter writes in Diesel because Diesel loves to hang me out to dry. Uh, I was asking him about, uh, you know, if Michigan would win, uh, if they would lose the last two games against Maryland and Ohio State just to get a chance for John Harbaugh to coach and be on the sidelines for the thousandth win. I asked him, would that be funny? Nothing. Crickets. (laughs) Absolute silence. Uh, but apparently the listeners love that. A texter writes in that silence was hilarious. Uh, I am not a big fan of that because you literally hung me out to dry, bad guy. Diesel texter writes in, Brendan Fraser is Jim Harbaugh. Mm. I, I, that's not a bad deal. Brendan Fraser kind of resurrected his career with the whale. Tell me why. I mean, is uh, t- tell me why you think he would be great. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time picturing Brendan Fraser. I, I didn't see the whale. I didn't, see, but I did love I Brandon Fraser before that. He was yes. fantastic in Airheads, the Mummy movies. I mean, come on, they and Ceno Man. And Ceno Man was fantastic. He was great. He really, really was. Uh, so I'm just having a hard time seeing. It. And, and again, I, I haven't seen him in a dramatic role. Uh, I, there was apparently a movie he did really, really early on before 
all of those things broke that was really dramatic and dark, and I never saw it. So hmm. I'm not sure. And by the way, I need to cl clarify to the audience who have never spent time in New York City, a bodega is just like a little corner store. Like it's not a, it's not like here where it's a CVS or yeah, a Walgreens a where you know, it's, it's like illegal. a big corporate store. But you can get some of the same kind of things, you know, the little daily items, and some of them. Uh, the one in my neighborhood when I when I spent time in New York City had a little grill, so I go in there and get breakfast sandwiches on my way to work. Tell me why Brendan Fraser gotta be Harbaugh. Tell me why. See when you when you say things like that, I'll walk right into it. Uh, seeing how that we got to pay some bills here, and we have Brent Beard on the other side of the show. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, we'll get some more of your texts and get some more of your calls on the other side. But coming up, Brent Beard. He'll be here offsides with Diesel. I'm Carlos with a K. You're listening to the Fan Upstate. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.